Hello and welcome to Breaking Late. I'm your host, Michael, and joining me for a nighttime episode because we thought it would get us 30,000 people in the grandstand. How are you, mate? It's JD. I am excited to be here, mate. Big weekend. First night race in, what, more 20, than a decade? 21 years in Australia, but only since 2011 for the supercars. There you go. Yes, because we had, what was Bahrain? Two for Bahrain when Bahrain was opening for the season, when Calypso didn't open the supercar round. There you round. go. There you go. Bit of history. Bit of history. Probably should have touched on that a bit before the nighttime yeah. race, but hey, we're we're late. We're not early. We're not breaking we're, early. Yeah, we're breaking late, mate. <laughs> we're, we're late. We're, we're so late. We're a week behind. How how'd you find it, mate? How how was the first night race? A little dark for my liking, but other than that, quite exciting. Yeah, they tried a few new things, which I think kind of worked, kind of didn't. The cameras at the start weren't focusing on the right cars when they were announcing the drivers. A little that bit was frustrating. a bit, yeah, frustrating. The intro, did you want to see that at more rounds or less rounds? Uh, very, very hard to say because it's probably round specific on where the straight is, how many people sit along the straight, whatnot. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if it'll work everywhere. I think maybe some really big rounds where they get more than you know, the average attendance, maybe Clipsal or something, you know, where you've got probably 30,000 people. Yeah, yeah, in that small area. Yes, sitting in that one area. I think that'll have a lot of impact, you know, the stadium seating. Like, Mm. once again, Sydney has the exact same thing along the straight. It's a a stadium seating. So places like that where maybe Darwin, probably not so effective. I was reading somewhere today, they're going, oh, I don't think Darwin wants nighttime round. Darwin's like, they try and get people up here and then do things in the evening. Do we really want to take people away? Well, it's an interesting thought. It is an interesting thought. My big thought on it was, well, this is just my opinion, um, that it may actually make Darwin more appealing for people that Mm. don't want to be out in the sun and the heat all day. Not that the supercars is normally a a super hot weekend, but it can be a, a slightly warmer weekend to what people are used to in their winter months down south. I really liked the nighttime race, but what I didn't like was just two days of racing. Yeah, and it makes it really difficult, obviously, with the um, Sunday. You can't really do a night race if it's going to be finishing. Well, you can, but it's it's a bit harder. Um, it's hence why Speedway normally run, if they have a two-day event, Friday night, Saturday, Saturday night, night, because mm. people don't pe- you won't get the attendance for a Sunday night and say it finishes at 10, 11 o'clock. People are going to get up for work. A lot of people in Sydney have had to travel hours to get there. You know, it's it's Would not, a it makes it Sunday harder. a Saturday night race and a Sunday afternoon race work. Pop, that way we can get our two races in because I I love this thing. I thought it was great. Yep. The three hundred k's, all that made me go was every race should be three hundred k's. That was fine. That yeah, was great. Yep. Um, three hundred points bit too much yeah obviously that was the the big draw card for this weekend putting a lot on the line um with the the 300 points and it, it did make it worth playing for i think it was too much for one race but it, it you know it's done it a good racing now. it was great racing yep. just yeah the lighting of it i was really i don't know what i was expecting i saw a lot of the photos from you know their testing of it going ah, they're not gonna leave it that dark they did it was a bit surprising. Like, I don't know. We got spoiled from because we watch a lot of the Formula One where you see like what Singapore you were saying. Oh, yeah. There's lights the whole track on both sides. That it's a completely... Um, it's like a big light loop. Yeah, it doesn't it, break yeah, at essentially, all. Essentially, it, it pretty much is. It's like not scaffolding, but almost like scaffolding the whole way around the track, which has a constant 
light running the whole way around this whole track. It's mm. pretty amazing. Uh, and it's pretty much, you can turn them on during the day and you'll see them. Like that's how bright they yeah. are. Like it's super, super bright. Um, speaking from racing at night in go-karts, it is very difficult. Hence, we don't have headlights, but neither really does a supercar. The headlights on a supercar are more for show. Someone else to see behind you. Yeah. They're, they're just to make people aware and qualifying you're on hot lap and whatnot. They're, there's no real reflectors behind them. To be honest, all they are is a carbon fiber bumper bar with a little perspex cut out in them for a, say, 10 centimeter by 10 centimeter LED light that's contained fully in itself to be yeah stuck we only there. need to talk like what rick kelly was saying yeah. where he was like you know it's a good event and all but we got told we didn't have to bring headlights here he's like oh they would have helped yeah like no, the I headlights agree. that we've got yeah they like you said they're just a carbon fiber backing with a circular led placed inside it that's really there to light up the plastic perspex in front of it yeah exactly i think it was that that was a little bit of a shame um uh yeah, it, it there was a few sections that probably weren't the safest. Mm. Uh, you know, doing two hundred plus k's an hour and and not being able to see that great. But that being said, like I don't think any cars really got punted too much this weekend. No, or well, not it, in the it, main game anyway. No, and, it, and that's good, but it does. You don't you don't want the accident to happen and then look and then back go at we it. have to go through it. Yeah, from my understanding, this is actually supercars footed the bill for this. Yeah, okay. For but what all the lighting all towers the lighting, or whatever. They yeah. put the lighting towers up as a proof of concept to go to the owners of the Sydney Motorsport Park to go back to the government and that and go, look, we got uh, 20, 30,000 people there or whatever pretty on the Friday. 30, I think it was, yeah. Um, they beat out two NRL games in Sydney, which is a pretty good achievement. The, the AFL fan in me is like, it's not one AFL game though. Well, it does... Nah. It, to to be honest, it it is a bit. It's not the best turnout in the world, is it? It's a very small percentage of the population. We were yeah, talking about this on at, Saturday yeah, night. If you look at it, pen, like population, you're wise, just under five million. Yeah, and yeah. you get thirty thousand people rock up. It's just not enough. Honestly, we got a population of hundred and ten, hundred twenty thousand up here. Yeah, well, in Darwin, yeah, yeah, in Darwin, in the in the greater area, yeah. And then we get in the Northern Territory. We get thirty to forty thousand people there at a Hidden Valley round. Yeah, granted that's three days. Yeah, that is three days, but still, that's you know, a Sunday is probably ten to fifteen thousand. We're getting ten percent of our population rock up. Yeah, you get ten percent of Melbourne, uh, Sydney rock up. You got five hundred thousand people there. Yeah, yeah. So, it, like, I'm I'm not saying that they should have you know one hundred fifty thousand, but I would have th- expected maybe fifty or sixty thousand. Yeah, I would have thought fifty to sixty, but obviously. Um, Supercars are just not reaching, reaching. Uh, I guess the Sydney people as well. And Sydney people don't go out though. Well, they go to footy games and that, don't they? Nah, not AFL. I guess. And be- they, you know, they get Melbourne what fifteen thousand. Really yeah, huge. Melbourne, you get what to a Tigers game at the MCG if they're playing um, Collingwood. You got a hundred thousand people rocking up. Yeah, yeah, their capacity and. I guess most of the big games are all in Melbourne. It all the big teams are in Melbourne. Yeah, and even, but for NRL as well, Melbourne still gets some of the biggest games mm. um, for for the year. So it, it it's a hard one to say, isn't it? Really. But on the whole, would you want more night racing? I would, yeah. I'd definitely take more night racing. I think it was a pretty good success. It proved it's... Two tracks that you want at night. Two tracks. Um... 
Well, I think something that could be said for it was the degradation was probably a bit easier to control for the cars. They were talking about they were actually wearing the tyres out because the track's quite abrasive, but the temperature that the tyres weren't really getting up, and that's why the they could Red last Bulls a long had a, a bit of a, a advantage over the um, the Penske uh, duo because they had uh, lowered their tyre pressures probably to get a bit better degradation out of the car, but Red Bull actually went out with quite aggressive tyre pressures and, and were a fair bit higher and made them come because on of quicker. The, the and the temperature, they didn't... Yeah, yeah, and because the temperature didn't build in the tyres, they could run at that, t- that pressure for longer and have a, a greater, um, you know, use the pace of the car for a longer time. So there is a, there's definitely places... I would like Darwin to have it. Yep. Uh, I don't see it happening after we were meant to be the first ones to have it, and our government pulled the pull the pin pu- pulled the pin straight pulled out from underneath that one. Um, cool tracks to do it at. Oh, it's, it's a hard one to pick. Two yeah, tracks, just pick two. You've got one. You've got oh, Darwin. Darwin. I want to see Simmons Plains under lights. Well, it'd be an easy one to do, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, you don't it's need three tires. <laughs> <laughs> not very much track. Um. Barbagello? Barbagello under lights. Yeah. Not my favourite track, Bob. But yeah, that'd be a pretty cool track. Yeah. No, that'd be alright. I was going to say Townsville, but pretty hard to do. Oh, it's a street circuit. You've already got street lights. Well, yeah. Well, you do, sort of. <laughs> not, maybe one of not those weird streets. Uh, it's like a street circuit it's that's park. Circuit, park and yeah. A bit like Melbourne. And Adelaide. Yeah. Half park, half... Half circuit yeah. that's on the street. My ones is probably, I reckon Queensland Raceway, if we're going to have to keep it, let's put it under lights. I think they need to do some improvements to that in general. Like it's, yeah. It's substandard. It's not up to scratch every year now. And it, it needs and to I be do, done. as much as I said only just before, I don't think Darwin will get a night round. But yeah, Hidden Valley under lights. Yeah. It's that one and probably yeah, Queensland. Because I think Queensland would be easy to light. It's pretty open. It's pretty well, open. You have to put so big tyre barriers in the middle of it, though, so you don't smash into the light structure. Yeah, but that's pretty normal. Mm. So, it just it, it the big thing is the investment, I guess. Like, uh, you know, to light even a go kart track, I think it was like three hundred thousand or something like that. So, oh, you, you're looking in the millions. Yeah, so so it is it is a, a big big investment. Um, you know, yeah, you'd be looking at least I'd say just at a guess like one point five. Ah, easy. I'm looking like 10 to 15 yeah. million to light a circuit. Well, I wonder how... It depends how you approach it, I guess. So if you put... Uh, we use basically stadium lights. So they're like for your normal football lights. Mm-hmm. Huge poles that go up a fair way and have lights facing in different directions off them. So you can cover quite a great area with those. Uh, if you were to light them sort of like Singapore, I'd hate to see how much that costs them every year just to put it up. Never mind oh. purchase all of that lighting and yeah. whatnot. It's almost like, do they just flog it from Bahrain and Dubai or Abu Dhabi? I don't know. There there was rumours that Singapore wanted to pull out because the the Grand Prix was costing them so much every year to to put up. And it is, I've been there, we went one year to that, but we also went back for just a holiday on another year. And I think we were there, must have been a month or a few weeks, I think, after the the Grand Prix, and it was still chaos. Like, can't mm. catch taxis to half the city. Like, and it is mental. Like, honestly, we were walking out of the, the um, Grand Prix back to our hotel, and 
there's already trucks going around with service crews pulling it down as we were leaving. Yeah, yeah. It is like a full-on Well, it's like, it's like not the same crazy. scale, but when we were leaving Calypso, yeah. they already got, like, people, we're still walking on the track because they open the track out and you walk out Wakefield Street. Yeah. They, you had to walk around forklifts and trucks and stuff like that. They're already pulling up the barriers and they're like, yep. Yeah, We're not here to mess around. Like, it's street tracks. you got to open them up. We Hidden Valley, you're like, ah, I can see them. They start installing the scaffolding at about two months ahead and yeah, it's slow progress. Out there, yeah. Still finishing it on the Friday before the race starts. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, If you guys are listening to this and you go, hey, that sounds like jets flying overhead. Um, Darwin's currently hosting Exercise Pitch Black, and I can't tell the jets to stop yeah, taking off. And, Flying over the head. This so. time of day, well, all times of day at the moment, but this the time next of day three is weeks, pretty, pretty, pretty strong. It's jet town. Yeah, it is. So I can't do anything about that. I'm sorry. Next big news. I don't know what you're talking about. Is there, is there news? There's a little bit of news. It come out Friday night. Oh, it's a bit embarrassing, to be honest, because I think this is one situation we did not see coming. No one saw it coming. <laughs> Christian Horner didn't talk- see it coming. No one was talking about it except for probably Cyril and Daniel, I guess. Yeah, so <laughs> we're talking about the Daniel Ricciardo move. Yeah. Um, he does that. move. He, he likes late moves. He, he does. He'll break late. And boy, did he break this news late. Daniel Ricciardo has announced that he'll be leaving Red Bull at the end of the season and joining Renault yeah. for the 2019 and 2020 series season sorry yeah so rumors are that he'll be partnering up with uh hulk, uh, hulk, hulk is confirmed he's yep. like we'll be there next year he i don't think he has a contract yet but yeah yeah does he, he um he posted something to instagram going i like to work on my teammate yeah but that's i've seen that post but i don't think he's confirmed the rumors are that he is getting confirmed and carlos science is off ah uh, okay but I, I don't think he has a signed contract as such in his hands here we go. Michael's gonna check on this. Uh, followed Renault's come welcoming the bottom Rick. line. Ricardo will partner Nico Hulkenberg at the team, meaning Carlos Saints is, is that... leaving the French squad. Yeah, but that still doesn't confirm it. That's what they think's gonna happen. That's motorsport.com. Oh, whatever. I'm pretty sure. Because he's got Hulkenberg tweeted. Welcome to the family, bro. Looking forward to going hunting together next year. Carlos Saints was always on the way out at Renault. He was, he was. But then we said last week that, and we even said this on Friday, I come around your place to watch the practice, and we're like, Ricardo, what do you reckon he's doing? We're like, he's just trying to get more money from Red Bull. Yeah, well, that's what we thought was actually happening, but obviously not. Turns out. He already had an agree. He pretty much had the agreement with Red Bull for an extension for one year to see how the Renault, the Hondas were going, and they had a video announcement and everything ready to go. But that would never see the light of day. Yeah, it's um, come at a bit of a shock for everyone because they were in such late stage of the contract negotiations with Daniel mm. at Red Bull, um, and Daniel called the the team manager. Um, Christian Horner and basically gave him the news on, on Thursday, I think it was, mm. uh, that he would be leaving the team. He's signed a deal or he's about to sign a deal with Renault and um, he'll be moving teams next year. And what did Horner do? Laughed. He thought he was joking. <laughs> you would be like, you're like, really? You're going to go to Renault after this year? 
Yeah, yeah. But then you go, well, Renault was, like, Red Bull's the only one really having major engine problems with the Renaults this year. Oh, Renaults have a, f- a few, few of their problems. own. Yeah, 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 true. They have had a few of their own, and so has McLaren. McLaren's had a fair few engine problems as well. McLaren's got more than just engine problems it's to worry about. they gearbox problems as of late. Just a history of gearboxes deciding to get a gearbox supplier. Yeah, well, that's them. <laughs> they build their own gearboxes. Cause build it's a different big, ones. <laughs> big part of their rear suspension is their gearbox. So um, it will be interesting. Look, my views on the situation there is they, they, they don't really think Red Bull's going to be fighting for a championship next year. So why not go chase some money for two years? $35 Renault, million dollars a year, it's reported. Yeah, so it's a two-year contract for $70 million Australian, that is. Yeah. Um, so pretty about good little contract for... It's not bad to go... 28-year-old, I think he is now. He'll be 31 29. at the end of this contract. There you go. Yeah, so uh, pretty pretty amazing. I think it's enough to have a couple of years, even in a, a midfield car. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hell, you'd be like, do you want to win races or do you want to win $70 million? Or do you want to get paid all right and not win races? Or do you want to get paid all right and not win races? (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's very true, isn't it? And Renault's really attacking F1 pretty hard at the moment. So they're buying up engineers and and crew, like the top of the shelf people, whenever they're available at the moment. Obviously, they had that pretty controversial one. He will be starting with the team next year mm. that they brought from the FIA. Oh, yeah, that bloke. Um, Ferrari wasn't happy. Yeah, and then Ferrari went and did the same thing within, I think, three months of that. Yeah. So, But Renault put them on one-year gardening leave, and he'll start with them next year, and he'll obviously bring a lot of ideas from other teams, even though he probably shouldn't because um, he's seen in behind all of their stuff. Ricardo said... One in his statement with his joining Renault, that every time Renault's entered the sport, eventually they've won. And it's very true. They're they're a dominant factor in the sport over the you know many 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 years. years. Yeah. So um, he's hoping to replicate what happened with Alonso and win a championship with them. Yeah. Well, I hope he's going to replicate Hamilton's move a bit more than Alonso's last few moves. Well, exactly. So. Uh, and that's the other thing he did make a, a bit of a comment about. He said, everyone laughed at Hamilton leaving McLaren, leaving a winning car to go to Mercedes, who were a midfield car when he left. But within, I think it was two to three years, yeah, he won the championship. Mm. Uh, and then he went on to win, what four was more. it, three more in uh, the next... Yeah, three in the next four. Yeah, three in four years. So that was a pretty dominant well we're obviously we're in a dominant mercedes era he's hoping that he can get into renault as they're building the team up and they're going to be stronger and stronger and stronger he's going to be their number one driver yeah this is what he wanted eh? he wanted a clear number one yeah i don't think he definitely wanted 100 percent number one but i think he either wanted a number one or definitely equal because you know red bull if they got a championship winning car max would get preference yeah, unless he's like eight years his junior or something. It depends, but it it really does depend. I'm not I'm not a con- conspiracist that will tell you that they're all about hating Australians. I honestly think that it it, it is out there. There's <laughs> a lot out there. Um, uh, I honestly think whoever was in front of the championship, if they'll try and treat them as equal as possible until sort of mid season, if someone's more dominant in the championship, they're gonna definitely put all their eggs in that basket especially if they've got other people breathing down their necks. 
uh, if that happens to be, you know, Sebastian Vettel every year, well, well so ha- happens to happens year. to be. But yeah, do you think all the Renault dealers in Australia are like? Yes. I yeah, I think so. We've got some marketing deals. Yeah, I honestly think so. So Renault's a bit of a company that's been sort of getting stronger and stronger in Australia as well. So this yeah, could the be European something. cars are getting more popular. I don't know if they're getting cheaper or if people are just Well, as we obviously are manufacturing less and less of our own cars in Australia. Like well, none. There there is one. Brabham Brabham is making their own. Oh yep. And how many Brabhams are we going to sell after? Well, here? maybe oh. They might make 20 of them or so. <laughs> not a year. No, some, not a year. That's the complete there, run. <laughs> wasn't there some bloke that wanted to try and build cars in Alice Springs and use the highway as a test track? Possibly. I'm he not sure. He wanted to build a hypercar in the middle of the desert, away from everything. There you go. That works in Europe when you can still get stuff overnighted from many, many countries. But not in Alice Springs. Yeah, well, Bramman actually kind of followed on from... Uh, the Australian car manufacturing scene. He ended up like using factories that were no longer used and staff members with great expertise in manufacturing and stuff like that. Mm. It kind of made way for him to have a cost-effective, people are already trained, people can already yeah, do things yep. and whatnot. So it is it is kind of cool in one way. Obviously, it's a bit sad. In a little bit of a random y- news. Y- yeah, okay. Well. Did you hear that a heap of the Ford mechanics that used to work at the Bradshaw... Uh, is it Bradshaw that it used to be? Fred oh, Mellows yeah, or something? Yeah, anyway, yeah. the Ford f- factory down in Melbourne, I think it is, or whoever. Yeah, Melbourne. A lot of them have moved to a performance shop, and because they were working on a new GTHO. Ooh. We're making an FG version, but you can now take your XR8 Sprint to their shop, pay an extra, like, 35 grand, and they'll make it an FG GTHO. Well. Yeah, because it never got grand. it never <laughs> got through their full development, but they built all the stuff for it. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. So is that Ford backed or is that a private? No, it's a private backers, but I think it's they got all the shit. Yeah. From Ford. Yeah. Okay. Okay. When they closed up. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Bloody expensive Falcon. You know they oh. released one GT and they're like, "This is the last Falcon GT we're doing," and they released like two or three more. And the, that legit first one was like, this is the most powerful Falcon ever going to be released. Yeah, yeah. And then every other one, they're like, oh, crap. We had to dull it down just a wee bit. Yeah. Anyway, that's a bit on Ricardo. Should we jump into the night race? Or do you want to chat a little bit more? No, no. no? I'm, I'm happy to move on now. We dig We've in. Talked. I see that Michael's got, got the, the whiteboard. Uh, the whiteboard is up and it's proudly boasting Michael... What's that? At least two at points? At least two points, yes. Well, you got two points in the last two weeks. That's why I know I've got at least two points. Um, <laughs> you, We haven't quite calculated my points up there. He's just got lots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I swear it's heaps more than me. Every week, so JD's like, i got three points. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I'd, at a guess, I'd say maybe 10 or something like that. Maybe more. I think you got less than you think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a couple weeks where I got three. Yeah, I think you're probably sitting at about seven. I had two weeks where I got three. That's six. Six. (laughs) All right, what? I'll go through the records and I'll find out. Oh, we better go through it. All right. Night race. Dig into the night race. Night race, race, mates. What did you think of? They brought back the practice Q three. I loved it. Q one. I loved it. Two, whatever. I don't know if it was all a bunch of load of crap that they were like. Oh, what's happened to the Red Bulls? They're qualified down 16th, 17th, and 18th or something like that. The Triple Eight cars for the yeah. first... Oh, they, they're they up there in practice one on the Friday night. Yeah. 
But the qualifying practice, they were nowhere. But I think they didn't run any good tires in that because they're like, we're not going to learn anything. The conditions are changing. It is, but it's the cool thing about this new format. It throws curveballs. Some people mm. are saving tires. They don't care that they have to go through all three sections of qualifying because it's more relevant to them at the time that it happens or whatever on the day, of, especially because of that race, it happened on the day of the actual race. Um, you know, it, it is kind of cool that we're getting different ways. People are going, well, I'm going to do it so I can get definitely through yeah. While these other cars that are gonna, I know will beat me, but they're not running new tires because they know they'll get through tomorrow. I'm going to deliberately put on a new set and try and get it faster. Oh, I can in. see it's things like, you know, the maybe the Lee Holsworths, the, I was going to say Hazelwoods and Blanchards, you know, those are the, car, the back running cars have a chance to just blitz it one time. Yeah, exactly. New tires. Right, let's chuck when... new tires on. Let's go for it. Maybe not at the night rounds because it's a bit different. But, you know, the other rounds where we've got this, I really hope they implement this format into more rounds. Oh, it honestly needs to be every sprint round. Every sprint round, yeah. And, and give it makes, them another set of tyres. It makes yeah, qualifying well. interesting. It's yeah. not just, here's a 20-minute session, go run around at the first five minutes, set a banker, and let's wait for the next 15 minutes to pass, and then we'll go out in the last four minutes, and we will all go out. There's 26 cars trying to get a flying lap, and we wonder why we can't do it. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I like it. I think it's good. I think it should be moved more rounds as well. Mm. Agree with you. But Scotty did show that he is the qualifying master, and he is just quick. Untouchable at the moment, isn't he, in qualifying? Oh, I'd hate to see how many pole positions he has so far this year, he's but it'd be a lot. He's had five pole positions at Sydney Motorsport Park and only one race victory. Well, that's... Unfortunately for um, Scotty, he's... He's qualifying versus win ratio is not quite as good as it maybe should be. Um, yeah, he's definitely definitely aced. He's worked out the qualifying. Uh, he just needs to get some more consistency and maybe not use too much of the tire and whatnot in races. This one a bit unlucky, but you know, in other races, other races where he's been... he's dropped the ball or the car's just used up its tire. It is too a much. weird stat to have: five pole positions, one race win. Well, yeah. Where you look yeah, at a lot of other yeah, people, where most of these ones, the winner comes from the top five positions, you'd think with five pole positions, you'd have probably two or three wins. Yeah. Least, I mean, a couple yeah. of them, and then people go, oh, he's in the fastest car is out there, but Scotty got poles in the Volvo when that wasn't the fastest car out there. He did, and no teammate could drive it. Um, it's interesting, isn't it? Scotty tends to... I don't know if he outperforms the cars or if he has a particular driving style and the teams build cars to suit it. Mm. And he hasn't found a teammate that can really hang with that yet. Uh, driving a car that's suited to Scotty versus driving, you know, a car that suits them. Surely the Falcon, they would adjust it to be Fabian style as I well. I think it's the development. So the engineers will obviously try and make it suit Fabian as much as possible, but... I think there could be slight things in the engineering that might maybe suit uh, Scotty a bit more. Mm, yeah, probably. Well, you had the Shell Power, Shell V Power lock out the front row, and you had Shane and Rick Kelly once again shows that Nissan has qualifying pace. Bloody oath. The Nissans are uh, becoming a, a real contender. Do you know he had a wise. slow puncture at the end of the race? There you go. I didn't know that. No. Mm. And we'll touch on this a bit more in the race. Fabian Coulthard had a buckled rim. 
Yeah, okay. Well, from? Don't know. Did he have contact but with someone? Or? He had a buckled rim of some sort, and that's one of his issues that he had during the race. Because I was saying to you, like, on Saturday, going, why is he so far back? What has he done? Anyway, it, it hindered his performance on the Sunday ra- uh, Saturday race, and that's why he fell back to 10th or something. Maybe further back than that. I think he was, like, 12th. 11th. Down nine positions. Mm. Not good in such a, a race with such big points on the board as well. Um, this one was a, a definite need to finish right need up to the top finish if up you want to be top. a contender or you want your team to be a contender in the points race. How good was Craig Lowndes? Well, Granted, he got a, he, he got a standing ovation. <laughs> the, the intros, right? You know, we come yeah. out and that kid come running up. You see Chaz Wastert? Come yeah, running no, up, I wanted to give him a hug as yeah. well. And Lowndes played along with that too. He jumped into... Was that um, Crompo's kid? Crompo's daughter? I'm not sure. I, I they said, like, one We were, doing a, we were doing a spit roast at the same time. Yeah, well, that sounds bad, but um, <laughs> we'll leave that we there. We got a rotisserie <laughs> grill out the back. And we yeah. had pork roast for... Yeah, we did. We it, was, it, was, it, was a, it was a good night. Um, yeah, apparently it was one of the commentator's kids, I think. Ah, oh, that's why they knew because the other one. She knew Lowndes. That's why she ran straight yeah. into his arms. I'm yeah, like, oh, that, or that kid Lowndes. is just in love with Lowndes. Yeah, it's no, like, I love you. She calls him Uncle Lowndes or something. That's like what that. you would be like if, you know, Lowndes oh, come out yeah, and you got to yeah. embrace him. You'd be like, I'd give be, me a hug. Yep, just jump into his arms. <laughs> but he'd come out and Lowndes was just on a mission. He was. He marched his ass forward, didn't he? He started, I think, in eighth position or ninth position. Oh, ninth. Started ninth. Yeah, there you go. So he started ninth, and he absolutely just the the pace he had at the car. Fair enough, he did a couple of quicker stints, like he was one of the early ones to pit each. But time. if anyone is going to get the tire life out of those tires, it's going to be Lance. Lance yeah. is one of the only drivers you're like, pit, hey mate, we're going to box you early. Do you reckon you could make the next set of tires last a bit longer? He's like, do you want me to go to the end of the race? Yeah, yeah. Well, it, and it was working for him. He moved forward so far. And it looked like it was gonna be on, he was gonna be on for a race win mid race. Mm. Um, you he were, just had that much pace. I never seen a man that picks someone and going. No, nah, I don't want you to win anymore. Let's go, Lounsey. It's true. It's true. It, Scotty was looking uh, very confident at the start of the race and looked like he was on for another race win. Um, and Lounsey was hunting him down and he was chasing him. I don't want to sound arrogant at all, but I kind of went. I don't need the point. Yeah, Come yeah, on, Lounsey, yeah. Let's win this. <laughs> Um, I backed you 100% when that was happening. I'm like, yeah, go to Lowndes. Yeah, and it, it really did look like it was on. Like, it, he had a good pace um, uh, compared to Scotty. He was he was wheeling him in, so... Do you reckon he would have got him in the end? I don't know. I honestly don't hard. know. It's it's easy to... Well, it's not easy to catch someone, especially someone of Scotty McLaughlin's calibre, but it's easier to catch someone, you know, a few tenths a lap than it is to pass them. We only look at the battle between Shane and Scotty that went on for laps and laps and laps. And you're like, someone is getting punted here. Well, it, it's very true. And Scotty was putting the car in all sorts of positions where it was making it very awkward for Shane. Shane said it was hard, but fair. And I agree with it. There was a lot of bumping, bump, 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 bump. Yeah, bump. Shane's like, oh, you seem to be a bit slower out of this corner. Let me help you out of this corner here. Yeah, or you look a bit slow mid corner i'm just gonna <laughs> tap you here so you slide there was that one where he tapped him and uh got him all unsettled in the rear end yeah i think he he had a couple where he bumped him and uh, could have easily he, got he, past but you're saying he lifted out lifted. the throttle yeah just to make sure there was no penalty and whatnot it was good racing but it was 
I would hate to be a diehard supporter of Scotty McLaughlin because they probably see it from a different point of view. Mm. Scotty looked shattered after the race because he come ended up coming home in third and he looked like he was on for a race win. Yeah. Which probably explain why they come into contention, but... Yeah. Um, well, young mate, Todd Hazelwood. Yeah. He would have shat bricks. Yeah, so Todd Hazelwood, uh, they actually picked it up perfectly on the, the TV commentary. They um, they started showing the footage of the car as it started to come onto the straight. And his rear wing support on the it was it right side had completely snapped off. Um, yeah, it was the grandstand side that yep. had fallen down. Yeah, so on the driver's side, the, the rear wing support had completely snapped off. And the, the wing was sitting on quite an angle. Probably not giving any downforce. Not, not much hill. downforce. Um, yeah, probably at a forty-five degree angle down, and I it probably was before he hit the brakes that that wing came off. But yeah, it was. It, coming was, into it was. It was about um, halfway down the straight. The wing come off. Yeah, completely. And then coming into turn one, he had no idea about it. Foot on the brake, and around and, around and then we around go. we went. He we just went straight off the end of turn one. That brought out the safety car. Um, I think it. Brought out a, a new race suit for Todd just to <laughs> change his yep. pants. Yep. Um, quick did you cool see? suit change. <laughs> Do you, like, they got that car in pretty quick. Boom. Like, I Dude, swear, Matt on. Stone was down the end. They're like, I need that wing. Thank you very much. We're putting this back on the car. <laughs> yeah, well, I definitely think he, maybe not the end plates, but I think he definitely took the center wing and put it on the car. It did look a bit like it was. It's a bit like, we don't have spares for this, <laughs> and turns out we can't run without a spoiler. Yeah, so that that was quite interesting. Um, but that did liven up the field. It did, absolutely. Because well, that, that made both Red Bulls come into the safety pit. Safety car, because the, the, the wing ended up sitting on the front straight, uh, so they ended up having to have a safety car, and, and that really livened the race back up. It looked like it was really going to be only an exciting race between Lowndes and McLaughlin, and McLaughlin at the front there. And then it brought them, obviously, back to the field because they had already done their, their last stop. They pitted just before. Yeah, I think they have done four or five laps before. Yeah, four, four or five, yeah. Uh, under full there. pace. And then and then they had a couple of laps of safety car. Um, and then, so The, the Red the, Bulls double stacked. They did double stack, but they had such a gap back to fifth, I think it was. I, we watched this and we're like, oh, God, this is going to destroy Win Cup's race. Didn't change a thing. Didn't change a thing. He'd come Absolutely out and he's like, yep, all thing. good. Yeah, so that was that was pretty cool. They Not every day you really double well. stack and still finish on the podium and be like, yeah, man, it was a good, good pit stop, good pit stop. Yeah, they managed it really well as well. There was no panic. It was just get in, do it, have it done. Are you allowed to slow down in pit lane? You're not meant to. So there's a few people have been pinged for it at Bathurst for slowing the whole field down behind them. Because he, he was the only, there were only two cars in the pits. Yeah. It is be like, oh, we'll just do twenty. Oh, you can slow down as long as you're not holding the Cars other. Up. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, what yeah, people were doing were deliberately slowing down because you cannot pass under safety car. Mm. They were slowing down at the top of the mountain. Oh, yeah, near, yeah, yeah. And then, and then doing like sixty or forty the whole way down to the pits, so that old mates got in there at one hundred and fifty still down Conrod because gave a nice big break. Yeah, yeah gets himself ten seconds, fifteen, twenty seconds gap so they can get a full pit stop done before they come yeah, in. Yeah. I just meant like maybe Win Cup could have just gone at half pace down the pit oh, lane. He could have rolled. Yeah, he could have just rolled. But it didn't matter in the end anyway. It didn't change anything. Um, so yeah, that was really well managed. But they both had, I think, nearly new or new sets of tires for the, the cars. Rear, on. The last stint. Yeah, yep. I'm pretty sure they were greens that went on the car. 
So that made them very, very dominant on the restart. Um, Lowndes was caught a little bit napping on the restart and... Old man. Old man Lowndes. That yes. was the biggest senior moment. It was He's a little normally bit. pretty good at the restarts, but this one, he was... Even the engineer going, He must have he been going asleep. through the classifieds and be like, hey, look, they've got a patio out the back for a second. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they... Um, even the engineer, um, Iris, said oh, he was just he was asleep at the start. Like, didn't didn't uh, latch on the back of Scotty enough. Uh, Shane passed him pretty much right on the the line. He right on pass. the limit. He was like, I know this. I can't pass him yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, we we had a, a bit of an incident last year with Shane passing before the line and bumping and stuff with Scotty going down the straight. Mm. Um, was so that here? Was that at Sydney? Yeah, it was at Sydney. Yeah, it was, race, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. So um yeah, so that was that was quite interesting on the restart. But yeah, it really did kind of hand the race to the two Red Bulls. Um Scotty and Craig did not have the pace after the restart no. with the tires. Um well Craig obviously I think Craig must have got out of the way for Wind Cup on that too. Uh, he didn't make it easy, but he didn't make it hard. Yeah, yeah, probably. I'd agree with that. Yeah. But did you find like Wind Cup got past Scotty so much easier than Shane? Yeah, it did. It did look a bit easier than Shane. Once he got past that, he was just like white flag. Yeah. And I was there going, come on, Lounsey. Come on. Yeah. Come on, let's knock him off the podium. Do you know in the last five races, uh, in the last five races, the lowest position Shane's finished is second. And in the last five races, McLaughlin's only won once. There you go. There you go. It's pretty... um. Pretty telling on how the seasons kind of shifted a little bit more Red Bull wise. Did the same thing last year. I mean, I know I'm standing here going, ah, oh, I'm sitting here going, hanging shit on for, for and Shell, but I'm not. Well, this race, I honestly think it was either going to be Craig or, or Scotty that was going to win it. I don't think the two Red Bulls with the how big without a gap, the, without the safety car, no. Yeah, how big a gap there was. So they did get pretty lucky because there was no other safety cars in these, this no, whole race. No, I was very surprised. I thought, oh, we're going to have someone have a brain fart and just... Yeah, bin it. Like, yeah. And it's got a couple of, well, obviously, turn one's a super high-speed But corner. you only look you like when Larco was off. showing everyone, like, what it's like. We well, did a Porsche... piece in there going, you can see the light towers behind because of the way they situated. They didn't have them coming in, so you didn't drive into the light. But behind you, it looks like another set of headlights. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I honestly thought someone would I thought someone how close was, the headlights were or whatnot. And I thought in. someone was maybe going to leave a spot for a phantom car that was actually a light tower and then someone else dive up. Yeah. I yeah. thought we were going to see a bit more than that. I think they did a pretty good job of it, the drivers managing the light conditions in general. I think it was it was very well done. What do you think of Doof Doof lights? The uh, Larko's Doof Doof lights. Larko's Doof Doof lights. He I loves them. I think they look kind of cool. It helped pick out those cars. I think it was nice. There was a few different sort of ideas. You know, Todd's car looked awesome with the, the, the lights on the front. and the light, the day glow orange on yeah. the big I mate. think that looked really good. I think the Penrite logos with that fancy sticker they had imported from England or whatever that it was. That looked heaps good. That, was, that looked awesome. I think, Craig's to be honest. didn't look too bad. Yep. I think a few of the teams probably need to take a look at themselves and do a bit more because... Uh, you know, I think a lot of teams basically turned up with the same livery they'd normally run. I thought we're going to see more. Changed. Um, I I think next year you're going to find a lot more cars doing it. And you know what? I was just thinking, 
Walkinshaw and Jody United. What happened with their double failure this weekend? They both retired. Well, they never really let us know um, what happened because it looked like it's they a had left front rim. suspension failure for both cars. But then they sent one of them out again with just after they put a, which looked like a rim broke. Like well, they both rims failed, but they said it was a suspension failure and blamed that. But then they sent one of them straight back out with a new tire and rim on, which was odd. Yeah, I'm not sure what's happened there. We know what's failed, but how it's transpired and requires us to head back to the uh, go back to work and go through all the little bits. So it's just a really weird um, failure for them because you don't normally see. It has to be something relating to their cars because they were the only cars that have it and both their cars did it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I agree. It's just weird. Like, you you know, they started the season on such a high note and it's sort of gone back to, oh, the old walking shore days. Yeah, they, they were so strong at the start of the season. It was ridiculous to where they are now. Mm. Don't get me wrong. They're not, you know, they're not coming last every race. They're not back where they were last year. I think they've definitely moved a big way forward. It's just at the start of this season, they could have been a title contention car. And they had Doof Doof lights this time. Well, they did have Doof Doof lights. Who else had Doof Doof lights? Was it... Wasn't it? LeBrock. LeBrock had yeah. Doof Doof lights. Yeah. Um, he had lights going on the roof. Le- LeBrock had lights all over the place. LeBrock was great. You could tell LeBrock coming down because, you know, we just got headlights. You don't know who it is. But he when he there's blue lights on top... He would have fit straight into and he got a top Tokyo 10. Drift. LeBron or Fast and the Furious. Where did LeBron finish? He did really well. Well, LeBron Ninth. was very quick in qualifying as well. He did a great job. So they've obviously got that car set up, uh, has come to him again. Anton did get penalised for his incident with... Who did he shunt this week? <laughs> uh, was <sighs> it a, 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 was it a lady? Did, yes. I think, yeah, he shunted... Um, because she was causing a few dramas this week and it was... Um, it was every incident she seemed to be involved in. She's, uh, in, she's involved in every incident. Simona. Uh, Caruso. Oh, yes. There was that one with Caruso. And, and <laughs> Again. Pascali. Again. Again. Which was quite funny. I He's been docked 35 championship points following the late race clash with Michael Caruso at the, the Sydney Super Sprint. That's the one that we, yeah, it comes to and you're like, you're How watching. How did this even happen? He just shunted him. Just. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm surprised he didn't get worse because it was on a straight. It's just a silly, silly spot. But those two are starting to create a bit of drama drama between each other, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. So that's uh, something that's been uh, obviously escalated a bit from when it was at Townsville where he, he ran straight into the back of the Techno, uh, sorry, in the back of the Nissan. Yep. Ultima and um, punted Paul Caruso straight into a tire wall, which then caused them dramas at the next round as well. Because mm, um, they didn't get the car fixed. Until. Yeah, the car was not quite fixed right. They were doing it. They didn't take it back to the shed in Melbourne. Frosty's still having troubles with his car. He was not at the pace that Chaz was. Yeah, it's it's been ongoing now. Since he won the championship, he's had the worst he's run come, afterwards. He's come ridiculous. out and said... I think he has the worst title defense. I don't Possibly. think he won a race. He's following his title defense year. Possibly. I'm I'm not sure. How did Courtney go after his moving to Walkinshaw? Must have won one race. 
Possibly. It was. I don't think 2016. I don't think Win Cup won a race. Ah, uh, Win Cup. I don't think um Frosty won a race. I don't think he did either. I don't think he's won many races since. He's probably. But won a he had some good pace, but he still just couldn't get. Like you're saying, he's struggling with the balance of that Falcon. But Mostert finished fifth from starting seventh on the grid. Mostert's looking comfortable in the car. Yeah, they just seem to be working. Like Chaz and his engineer seem to work so well together, mm. and um. Like, obviously, that year that uh, he and his engineer were not together and he had a different engineer, he, it didn't go so well for Chaz. But now he's got him back. Definitely seems to work That's better. definitely a thing that you're like, you two click, you yeah. don't move. Yeah, and just the way they work together is must just must work for both of them perfectly. The, the language they talk to each other. It's not necessarily maybe that he's a better engineer. It's just the communication and what he wants from a car they both they can relay really it understand. better yeah Chaz understands how you know Adam Debore yeah. wants the information fed to him or Adam Debore can decipher what Chaz says yeah Chaz says oh it's a bit loose in the rear end and he goes oh okay how's the front feel yada 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 and he goes I know what to change this will suit you better. yeah where some engineers will probably change you know it might take him a bit more I'd say it's something that's probably happened a little bit in the Craig Lowndes camp getting used to the Irish being there and Irish getting used to what Craig wants from a car because it's very different to oh. other drivers. Um, and it happens with all engineer and driver combos as well. When you first start, they don't necessarily both speak the same language as such. Well, it's not uncommon want the same thing. when a driver signs with another team, they bring their engineer along. Fabian brought his. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is no longer... No longer there. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, he brought him over. He did, he did, and he gave him a good run. Um, but, uh, look, the cars just don't seem to suit Fabian as well. No. Um, you want to touch on much more? I mean, there's lots and lots to touch on, but... There is. There I is, do want to keep these shorter than... Shorter than normal. Um, well, not I don't normal, think there's too much. I don't think there's too much more to talk about. Really, we've taken the highlights. Uh, Tanda's car looked like it would been put in a pinball machine, fired around Tanda's everywhere. Just, the first couple of laps of the last few races is just getting shoved around. It's not where Tanda should be racing at the back of the grid. Every time we looked at Tanda, like every time the camera flicked to Tanda, You're he like, was having an incident with yeah, someone yeah. else. Yeah, it was great. It was just like ah. Oh. You just yeah. can't. It was good. It was actually good watching a race with your live mate. Yeah, it was. It was. It was good, especially. We with the, we only the do that really once a year. We normally only do Bathurst, really, mm. and we normally sometimes Bathurst coincides with is it Japan? Japan Formula One. Yeah, the Japanese yeah. Grand Prix. Because this so. year Zach Brown is going to miss the Japanese Grand Prix and come to Bathurst. Oh wow, that's that's huge. He's already given up on the season, hasn't he? Well, I was actually reading a bit more about um, Alonso and Indy and whatnot. He'd Alonso's gone. He Zach not. Brown did an interview with a Indy, um, basically, columnist that writes a, a, a news or... A journalist. A journalist. Yeah, well, what do you call them? They, they're I guess they're journalists still. It's not really news, but... Yeah, the journalism. It's kind of, journalism. Yeah, it's, it's sports news. It's very vague journalism, but... It's, it's news, man. I go to Speed Cafe and Motorsport.com and all the other racing news websites, okay. and they're well, journalists. All right. The, he, he sat down with one of them, and he was talking to them about uh, the prospect of um, Alonso moving to Indy next year versus Formula One, and he's very frustrated that he can't compete at the, the highest level now. 
and it, you know yada 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 that so on and so forth with you know obviously Alonso doesn't want to be in a McLaren that fights to get in the top ten never mind you know he wants to be in a McLaren that's race. fighting for races not fighting for yeah. points so. Indy is a lot easier for him to move over there. Well, not easy to win, but it's a it's a more level playing field. So he has more chances to be able to win races over there. Um, Zach's still thinking about moving uh, or starting a, a Indy, Indy team. Indy team. Um, so there is the opportunity for him to still drive for McLaren in Indy. Um, oh, yeah. So I hope that they can at, get him over to the supercars and do a wild card. Never gonna happen. We don't pay enough. One off wild take cards. Like, he would take like two drivers, three drivers, full year salary to Just race once. Do it for the love of it. Yeah. It's this new quadruple crown where you got to get all three of them and <laughs> a Bathurst one thousand. A Bathurst one thousand, hey. Um, so yeah. Anyway, he 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 said it. It is likely that. Well, not likely. He didn't use the words likely, but. He said Alonso is looking at Indy quite favourably because it it does suit the fact that he wants to race hard for victories. Uh, the team hasn't uh, yet decided whether they'll be at Indy next year, and he said they're very much working on this year's car still and in next year's car for Formula One. And that's what his their main priority is still. They but always they, just you know Alonso's email is still you know Alonso at McLaren dot com is always still getting the oh here's our weekly updates of the 2019 car yeah <laughs> 2019 not as shit yeah <laughs> yeah exactly they've been saying that for four or five years oh now, yeah and now they got no one to blame because before it was Honda 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 and the media just bought it yeah and now it's it's very much oh okay they've not really whinged too much they got no one to whinge about. The worst part is that the car's been getting worse. Well, it's not. It's not that it's got worse. It's just everyone's and moved forward this yeah, season, forward and, and they're they not. Haven't. Mm. They're now coming back with Williams. Yeah, and you don't want to say back with Williams. Yeah, I know, and that's a sad concept in its own. And we haven't heard any more about Williams or or um, Force India or what's going on with the the purchasing of Force India. I read somewhere that their Daddy Stroll's not buying it. Yeah. Okay. I I've seen a lot of people have been interested, but no one's come up with. Yeah, no, yeah. There's 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 apparently billionaires everywhere looking at buying Force India, but no one wants to actually put their hand up and say, "Yeah, I'll buy." Uh, it. No one's going to reach in their pocket and pull out the, well, quite a few million, to to buy it. Just quickly inform on, you see Nick Perkat's car this weekend, with his Dare and Mrs. Mac white livery, with nothing really interesting on it. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It it I didn't like it. Nick Perkat dead to me. Because <laughs> of his car livery. His or? car liveries. <laughs> look, it, it's. I mean, Nick, you're a great guy, and you know we'll get you on the show but whenever. Look at, but look Matt, at this you, mobile one. This new mo- oh, it's not mobile one. It's just mobile. I know, but the 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 one that he's about to run that says mobile on the yeah, side. much nicer than Mrs. Max. I that. think that looks amazing. That's got top five ten. Looking it's car. Pretty good. So Nick Perkat, because he has a bloody rotating sponsor every round. Well, yeah, they obviously can't scratch their Do you reckon title it's like BJR's him, worked out that if I sell each round at a slightly higher rate than each, you know, indiv- like for a full season, he might be making more coin off this. Well, he possibly could, but I'm sure there are some rounds where people don't want to pay 
much. Maybe like the one that they just had. Why? And it had two small sponsors on the side. I, d- I thought people would get on board. He- hell, even our name was on Todd's car for this r- last round. It was, yeah, on the back there. It's quite interesting that you can join a mainly the, the, the smaller Lower team. Teams. Smaller teams. You can become a... Like a super 2s do it. A lot of the Super 2s do it. Mm. Um, you can become a member and, and pay like a, th- a three to $400 membership and it'll get your name on the back of the car for a round. It's something interesting if you guys go to a round or whatever and you want to feel more involved. Yeah, and then you Feel can walk in. That's what I You can did. go and talk to the team. We got on so there, and I we walked straight into the pits of the big mate, and they're like, well, you know, my name's on this car. They're like, oh, well, come in. Have yeah. a look. Yeah, well, we, we don't suggest you walk into, into the, the pits. pits. Uh, unless because, you're invited. Yeah, unless you're invited, but maybe ask one of the crew members or something, oh, my name's on the car, and can I come in and have a look? Um, but, yeah, it's, it's amazing. Like, get involved. Like, it, it, it's... Might cost you a little bit of coin, but you you get to talk to the people and and, and they're, they're very appreciative. Yeah, when you like, oh, I've done it. They're like, oh, thank you. You know, it's talking it, to Todd's dad. Yeah, um, he basically said it's the most photographed part of the car is the top of their boot. Oh, everyone wants to take a photo. And what I thought when we watched Todd's spoiler fall off, I'm like, oh, our name's going to get on TV because <laughs> they're going to film it. <laughs> yeah, they but they didn't get it quite there. No, oh well. We're coming up to the tail and bend, mate. Now we got to do the hardest prediction ever. It's Tail and Ben, and it's a, there's a Formula One round as well on the same weekend. There is. There's Spa. So we've got double header, but we're going to both first. Let's go to Tail and Bend. Tail and Bend. Okay. Well, that is a, a very much uh, a new track for everyone, being it's only maybe been in commissioned for about six months. months. <laughs> Not even that, yeah. Um, I Do I get first pick? Yes, I've got oh, my preferred person. <laughs> do I've I, got do my I preferred snake person. him, ladies and gentlemen? Do I just say Shane because <laughs> screw him? Ooh, it, it, he is on form. He is on form, but I won't do that yes, to him. I won't is. do that to him. He is. Um, look, look, look. Wink up's due for a victory. New surface, high grip. Mm. It's going to suit the bloody Falcons. Yeah. Or the Nissans. The Nissans go quite well at high grip circuits. They do. They do. I just. How long are the races? Um, it's a hundred and twenty kilometer race That's and a two hundred k race. Yep. Okay. So it's a normal sprint race. It's just a super sprint. Yep. Okay. Okay. Uh, look, I've picked Scotty a lot lately, and he hasn't paid off. Yep. I'm gonna pick him again. All he, right. See if he can come through for see me. If he come well. I think. I think there's a good possibility with the the surface. He's obviously he's probably going to get the Saturday now. race. I think he's pretty hungry now too, as well. Yeah, because he looked shattered. He, he really did. It's the, probably the most upset I've seen him since Bathurst last year, where they. I haven't failed. seen an upset that upset a person on the podium since Hamilton was second in British Grand Prix. <laughs> yeah, that was that was that was like sad boy Hamilton. <laughs> like, yeah, or when his car failed the next round and he. Had to sit down beside it and cry. Just, yeah. Just well, too. he did the same at the, the British Grand Prix in qualifying when. Yeah, yeah. Was it qualifying when his car turned off? Yeah. Yeah. Stop, 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 stop. Yeah. Stop, 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 stop. No, I can limp it back. Stop, 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 stop. <laughs> All right. Yes, well, I'm going to go Shane because he's just on form. He's on fire. He's a quick Kiwi. 
Look, I should have sniped you. You I should have because think, I looked at it. Guy, you looked at me like I'm going to bloody take your pick. Yeah, look, I I did the gentleman thing here. I know what he wanted. It's it's all good. I didn't wear him. A, oh, I'm wearing a Triple H shirt today, but it's it's a lounge shirt. It is a lounge shirt. Because he did well. Yeah, yeah. Well, we were discussing before. See, I think you know. You sometimes you have to be the bad guy. Being you do have to be the bad AAA guy. Lover. I've noticed this with bloody talking to people, and they're like, oh. Scotty got robbed on the weekend. I'm like, did he? Or did Shane do a good job? Like, <laughs> as I'm a, I'm a Triple H member, evil, right? You evil bastard. I know. But sometimes you have to be... If there's no evil, then there's no good. What is evil anyway? Is there reason to the ride? Without evil, there can be no good. So it must be good to be evil sometimes. Yang, hey? Exactly. Look, I don't think you have to be evil to be a Triple Eight supporter. <laughs> no, no, no. We're the good some people, guys. Some people would believe that, though. Oh, yeah. Like any Scotty fan on Saturday. Yeah, look, I think Scotty got robbed, but I don't think it was by Shane. He got I robbed think, by the safety car. I, yeah, I think he got robbed by unfortunate events. That's that's all it was, really. It's happened. Yeah, that happens happened. in racing all the time. All right. Going to fa- my well, my favorite Formula One track. It's right up there, isn't it? It's got to be top three Formula One tracks of the year. Yeah, and it's so it's almost as picturesque as Austria, but not I as. Th- yeah, look, it doesn't have doesn't have the mountains. Yeah, yeah, the mountains do make it pretty cool in Austria. I still think it with the trees all around at the pine forests and whatnot. It does look. Absolutely stunning. looks so old school, but new too. Yeah. Because it's had that upgrade. It's a fantastic track. It's one of my favorite ones to drive. We are talking about Spa. Spa. Who's your pick for Spa? I won't lead the witness. Okay. You can go for whoever you want. Uh, I'm going to go for another hungry person that hasn't had too many wins of late. Sebastian Vettel. Yep. Busted. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> no, I'm well, going to go for Kimmy for a podium. Hamilton right. is on a bit of a winning streak. So yeah, I know. Pick. I am thinking Hamilton, but I was like, oh, I don't want Hamilton to win the championship. Ah, is that what you want? Well, are they going to give Kimmy a win this year? No. Definitely not now. Not anymore. Kimmy's going to get third. <laughs> um,. Let's go Hamilton. Well, we're five podiums in a row for Kimmy so far. So if he can keep that up, that's going to be a stellar effort for him. Ah, yeah. Oh, you know what? I, this is what I saw today, which was a bit, you know, I didn't really believe it. If I can find it. This is what I found today, which I didn't really believe until I read it and then looked up the stats. Alonso, Vettel, and Hamilton have stood on the podium... They've had a combined podium of 329 podiums all up between all of them. Only three times have they all been on the podium together. Yeah, well, Alonso's... Alonso's past his prime, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) You look at Vettel in those photos, he's pretty young. I was about to say, he he hasn't had a very competitive car since about... 2013. Yeah, if not earlier. In 2012, he had a pretty good Ferrari. Yeah, I was going to say 2012, he fought for the championship, and that's the last year he really had a good car. Six years of just being average. Yeah. Takes a toll on a man, and you can see it in him. He doesn't look... He's had a beard, lost a beard. Yeah. 
I want Alonso to bring his beard back. I want Hamilton to shave that whatever he is called haircut off his head. Just shave his head. Plaited hair and whatnot. Hamilton needs to fix a lot in his fashion sense. <laughs> anyway, that is us done and dusted. Thank you very much for joining us. We'll be back in a fortnight, I believe. We might... Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. approximately 16 or days. Two weeks, three weeks. Three weeks. Three weeks. We've got a two-week break. We'll be back after that. Um, if you have anything you want to hit us up, you can hit us up at Facebook, facebook.com forward slash breaking late, or you can email us breaking late at gmail.com, or you can hit up our website, face. You can hit up our website, breaking late.com. That's it. We're done. We'll see you all next episode in two weeks, three weeks, three weeks, not used to the three weeks breaks. Anyway, this must be the first one of the season nearly. Yes. The first other three break. week break. I think uh, we've had one week breaks. I'm trying to wrap up, and now we're talking about when we haven't had breaks. Is there well, any go karts you want to talk about while we're trying well, to finish? Well, actually, there, we're about to have a really big event up here for the sprint cars, Chariots of Thunder. I'm yep. going to drag you to one of the meetings. Uh, yes, we've yes. We've got, got interstaters coming from everywhere. We've got over 40 sprint cars, and I would say probably 10 of the best drivers in Australia coming. So it's right. going to be awesome. You'll I'm drag me out you. to one. At we'll least go one. To it. We like might do months, more. So. so we'll see how it goes. And we'll let you know, JD's new thing is just any racing. Yeah, <laughs> we just go to any race. I missed a race on the weekend, actually. Let's go karting. All yeah, was that Saturday night? Yeah. That's couldn't go because it was, was we had supercars. So. Supercars and roast. Yeah. Yeah, just couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Anyway, we got to go. No Thank more roasting. Thank you very much, everyone. We'll see you guys later. Catch ya. Bye.